0: Welcome back to the Super Flexible Podcast. I am here today with a longtime friend, Mr. Dennis Bennett. Been way too long. Um, so you're editor, writer at for for not at, but for Dynasty Nerds. Um, you've got your podcast, Fantasy Football Roundtable. Anything else I should mention at the beginning of this?
1: No, I wouldn't say I really write so much anymore. The editing takes up uh, an awful lot of time. We put out, you know, 10 to 15 articles a week. Um, And myself and the assistant editor, uh, you know, uh, E.K. Ballers is the assistant editor. And uh, so we're putting out an awful lot of written content there on the site and doing rankings on the site. So uh, that that takes up pretty much my time, though. I've been playing around with some ideas we got like one straggling rookie profile that we need to get wrapped up. I think I might jump on that and actually write something for the first time in close to a year.
0: Okay. So player for player or a bunch of players or you know. for the rookie profile.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, well, we, we did a rookie profiles on about 60 or 70 of the incoming rookies. And, and, uh, as I went back through and reviewed the list of all the ones that were done, there was, uh, five that hadn't gotten finished that nobody had volunteered for and okay. when i when i sent them out and said hey we need these finished people jumped on four of the five but uh, i think anthony gordon the quarterback out of Ooh. washington state is the the last one that needs to get done so i think one i might
0: remaining. Just jump on him myself i think you should do it yeah so see if i
1: still got the chops
0: yeah maybe maybe man maybe i was gonna say if it's not done by next friday you could do it on your quarantine friday
1: uh, no, it needs to get done before the draft starts.
0: That's true. So you'll have to do it today or tomorrow almost.
1: Well, I have till Wednesday. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to do uh, on Thursday, Fantasy Football Roundtable is going to go live in the evening through the first round. Uh, we'll be having people popping in and out, talking about the picks and, and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to that. So you're still working. Um, I've seen you post lots
0: of picks of your family and stuff in throughout the quarantine process but you're still heading out to work every day except for today correct so we were lucky enough to get you here um how how has things been going
1: you know work is is weird uh we had to lay off all of our drivers because people don't want to travel in buses when there's a quarantine huh imagine right. that right so uh but we've got we our mechanics are still working they're uh Continuing with the preventative maintenance, we've got about 65 vehicles, and so they're keeping all the preventative maintenance up. Uh, Some of the managers that have been working and our accounting people are still working and me and HR um, still having to process the payroll and uh, working on some of the stuff around the, the paycheck protection program uh, making sure that stuff gets taken care of and, and processing all of the layoff paperwork and working, helping people get their unemployment filed and things like that. So, uh, you know, for me, I guess it's, it's good that I, I'm still working. It, it, it's a bummer that, uh, you know, we had to lay some people off, but we, our expectation is, is as the bookings come back in and we're still getting calls for people booking in the future. So, uh, the confidence that things are going to return to some semblance of normal sometime in the six to nine months is, is there. And and, and that's a positive thing for us. So, um, but I
0: mean, six to nine months is a long time. It is. I mean, in relative terms of just, um, my wife is still working as well. And I think she's the lucky one. She thinks I'm the lucky one. And, but man, it, it's not always fun being at home yeah
1: my my wife thinks i'm the lucky one as well because she's the one who's dealing with the kids in their school and and uh, making sure all that stuff gets done and she's working from home so she's trying to manage all of her meetings and all that fun stuff that she's still having to do she's got about seven or eight people that report to her that she's constantly checking in on and uh trying to make sure that they have work to do so that they can stay working things like that. Yeah. You know, she's wor- she's worked really hard at that and she's done an amazing job.
0: Yeah, I mean routines are completely thrown off. Now you have more meals to cook, more dishes. You have more to do while you're doing all these other things. Your kids are a little older than mine, but you're still like they're bored all of a sudden and you have a. Uh, need to try to entertain or keep everybody excited through this process so it can be as good as it possibly can be in a really kind of like boring dormant situation like and we are so lucky like as Americans we have so much entertainment I mean I can sit here and podcast with you for one that's totally different story from our families but we have stuff we can do but you're still just like oh my gosh like being at home today sounded so much better three weeks ago when it was my day off. Now that it's right. every damn day and like you're kind of going through this process and taking precautions just to go to a grocery store and not even doing that as much. I mean, going to get groceries is my entertainment now. That's the only thing I do. <laughs> it's it's crazy, man. I don't know. So I don't know how much longer I can do this. <laughs> Um, well,
1: we've st- well my one of the things my wife does is <clears throat> we have elderly neighbors that live next to us, and they're the best neighbors you could ever ask for. And so we do their grocery shopping. My nice, mom lives near us, cool. and we do her grocery shopping as well. Um, you know, my mom came over for Easter. She's she lives in a senior community. It's not like she's going out anywhere. Uh, she doesn't have people over they they usually would play dominoes on friday nights oh, or nice about a half a dozen ladies from love the community, some dominoes but they're not doing that now and you know she's doing church doing a video cast of church on sundays and so she's she's staying put so she comes over occasionally uh you know like i said we had her over on easter so uh, as long as i take care and do the things i'm supposed to jackie wears the mask when she goes shopping and and stays the hell away from people so you know we we should be in in decent shape and get out of this with uh very little repercussions knock on wood yeah we do uh girls
0: talk when it's time to go to bed and uh everybody kind of asks a question and my daughter's question was what's your favorite board game and i answered dominoes and they didn't really, they didn't, I don't know if, I don't, I didn't get any points because I guess it's not a board game, but I stuck right. with it, man. So, yeah, super fun game, man. Like, if anybody hasn't played dominoes, check it out. Do you get into that with her?
1: Like, have you played? I haven't played Domino's. Uh, I played Cribbage with her.
0: Ooh, that's another great one. I'll play Cribbage with my son. Like, good math yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, super fun.
1: So, my my 14-year-old took up guitar over Christmas, and so... Uh, we've been I've started to tinker with the guitar a bit he He plays probably a couple hours a day okay. so he's uh you know he picks some pretty aggressive songs to start out with so his well, first song's a metalhead he is he is uh, but his first song out of the box that he decided he was gonna learn was uh, for whom the bell tolls by Metallica nice I'm like, man, maybe you should go with something like ACDC or something something that's not quite so technically difficult. It's like, Dude, ah. it's so
0: sweet though. <laughs> da, 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 da.
1: Well, I remember when bummer, they played cause...
0: that game at like the new school Woodstock. That game, that yeah. song at Woodstock. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was. I don't know. Pretty well. Badass. It was. It was
1: a little bit of a bummer because so he he he's fourteen, an A student. Uh, he he's kind of an asshole. Loves himself. I don't know where he gets that from. Uh, and he started playing. Well, he also was working, so he was washing buses where I where i work uh he would work two days a week so if making 10 bucks an hour at 14 years old like the kid was killing it yeah so he went out and bought himself a, a new uh explorer guitar because that's what james hetfield plays
0: ah nice
1: so and then he got laid off uh so now he has I to mean, try to do enough chores the around way it the house should
0: be when you're living at home with mom and dad and having your first job i remember to getting yeah. able to buy stuff while your parents are paying bills yeah it's kind of nice.
1: Well, he makes the payments, uh, you know, right now we have to kind of get work out of him to get the payments oh, taken so care of. Oh, so he
0: he didn't buy it. He We financed it gotcha. for him. Gotcha. Okay.
1: He had the money at the time and we were like, "You know what? Why don't let, let's do this." And then everything went haywire. How much and does a
0: guitar it, like that cost? I'm ignorant. Like, is it that, was can about I ask
1: 500 bucks. Okay.
0: Not too crazy. No. Big purchase for a kid, but not too yeah. crazy.
1: Okay. It's just now that he hasn't paid it off, he still thinks he's like, no, I want to get this guitar. And we're like, dude, you don't have a job anymore.
0: Right. And you still
1: owe this one. Chill out. You're not in college yet. Put
0: the guitar <laughs> magazine down for a little bit. Pick yep. this guitar up. All right. Well, hey, I, w- this is awesome, but we should probably get into some super flex
1: yeah, you should probably throw we a disclaimer at the beginning how long we bullshitted before we started talking.
0: <laughs> Man, they they know how so they, I do. I like so to kind of like forward. bring it in a little bit and um I don't know if anybody ever hates this discussion, let me know and we'll trim it down. But I don't get to talk to Dennis ever. So you guys had to deal with it. Right on. So your super flex startup strategies. How how are you we'll just do a twelve team super flex? Um well let's say you're picking 102 for are, are you Mahomes or who's your 101 who's your 101
1: uh, So if I'm picking 101 I'm probably still going to go running back
0: taking Barkley I, I, or McCaffrey
1: Probably Barkley at this point um I I like them both uh, I'm trying to I'm I'm toying with that Honestly at 101 I'm probably trying to trade back and hope somebody It's so
0: hard to trade back this year.
1: Oh, I know. I I just finished up a a draft. It was a combination dynasty nerds and dynasty trade calculator guys. Oh, nice. That's a good group. Yeah, except for the part where 12 people all said, hey, I'd like to trade back. Right.
0: 101 (laughs) wants to trade back. Then 102 is like, I will too. And 103 is like, I'm good to move back too. 104 is like, even I will. And you're just like, whoa, let me try to move my 101, guys. Like
1: Right. Yeah, it, it was something. So it was one of those things where you just kind of resign yourself to the fact that if everybody's trying, you know, you know, at that point you, you need to zig and maybe try to move up. I I was drafting seventh in that league, and so I just sat tight and figured I would l- let the draft fall to me.
0: Who fell there? Uh, uh,
1: I ended up actually taking Dalvin Cook. He was the okay. running back four. So I'm in about eighteen leagues or fifteen leagues, something silly like that. So so I, um. Try not to. Barkley, McCaffrey, who was three. So it it went. It went. Mahomes, Barkley, Jackson, McCaffrey, Elliott, Mike Thomas, and then I took Dalvin Cook. Okay. So my thought was, I I felt like I could coming back around in the second that I might be able to get Dak Prescott, but it ended up being more of. uh, So Camara went after me, and then then we had a quarterback run of Murray, Prescott, and Watson. Oh wow. And, and then in the second, leading up to me, uh, Russell Wilson and Baker Mayfield went. So my my thought at the two o six, I was look initially looking at maybe Prescott or Mayfield, and both of them went before me. Uh, and so I toyed with the idea of going DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you know, looking at. Potentially going running back, but I didn't like any of the running backs there. You know, Miles Sanders was available, but Chubb was gone, Mixon was gone, Jacobs was gone. Um, so I actually went a little. I went based on potential, and I went with Daniel Jones in the second at two oh six. He was the QB eight off the board, and this this league has point per first down, and it ended up being between Josh Allen and Daniel Jones, and I liked Jones's. Uh, passing better now. Allen is is the, the better runner, but I decided I would take Jones's passing upside with his mobility versus Allen's lower passing ceiling with his mobility.
0: No, do you? That's I mean, that's really interesting. I mean, that's definitely not consensus. I wouldn't say because when you were going through the quarterbacks, I was kind of like, wow, he hasn't even mentioned Josh Allen. Like he must hate Josh Allen because you went through all those people and um, me personally, I'll take Josh Allen over Baker. um, But this, this Daniel Jones one, I mean, I like where you're going with this. Um, I have a Dak Prescott share and I've been wanting to kind of move it. And I've kind of been going back and forth between the Baker owner and the Daniel Jones owner. And I strangely feel more secure about Daniel Jones at this point and just what he might do for me. But, but Josh Allen, now getting back to that, you don't feel Diggs will help him? I mean, he he didn't. I don't know. I'm not a big John Brown guy, and he made John Brown have a career year still.
1: I, I, I don't think Diggs is going to get any more consistent. I don't think Allen is near as good a passer as Kirk Cousins.
0: But I mean, I, I think John Brown might have had a better season last year than Diggs did this
1: year. Maybe. I, or, or I don't know. I, I don't the have day. the stats in front of me. Uh, I. I've never been a big Josh Allen guy. Uh, I did just take him in an auction startup. Um, Ooh,
0: what'd you pay? What, what? Wait, yeah, yeah, okay, this, that's cool. So, what's your? Uh, how much money did you start with? Uh, two hundred.
1: It, no, it was three hundred dollars, and we could spend two seventy-five in the startup. Okay. Uh, let me go to my team here. Whoops.
0: Yeah, I'm doing one, and we have a thousand-dollar budget, and. Josh Allen went for it. Got uncomfortable for me, but like hundred and sixty dollars or something like that. So, so that
1: I, I I paid twelve bucks for him.
0: I like that.
1: Yeah, and and it's a contract league, so I can give him up to a five year contract. At twelve bucks, is that how that's? Gonna work, uh, it or? goes up five percent per year. Okay. Um, you know, I I kind of blew my budget on Saquon Barkley. I I spent eighty bucks on Saquon in that league. So I I was $210 in after four players. And so my team is uh, Josh Allen, Saquon Barkley, uh, Kenyon Drake, DeAndre Hopkins, or five, after five players, and Mark Andrews, and then a whole bunch of $1 players.
0: Okay. But, I mean, Daniel so, Jones, like going back to him, he played, I want to say it was 12 games, rivaled the end-of-season numbers that Goff had with four less games. So you you put like a whole season under Daniel Jones and he had two games where he threw five touchdowns. I say that all the time, so people are probably sick of hearing it. But I mean, it's it's a fact. Like he was one of the quarterbacks that did that last year. Um, I'm excited to see what Daniel Jones can do with like all of his healthy weapons. Maybe an added wide receiver. Um, yeah, I man, I, I, tried I like this stashing. take. I don't know if I can totally get with you on it. I'm a huge
1: Josh Allen guy. I, I tried to stack Jones with Darius Slayton, and I got outbid. Okay. So, you know, it was it was just – I'm a Slayton guy, though I, I did in the Nerd Calculator League. I drafted Slayton, and then it ended up – I swapped Slayton and a a pick for Preston Williams and an earlier pick. I'm a big Preston Williams guy too. Yeah. I love Preston yeah, Williams. Yeah, I like Preston. So, Slayton and Williams are, are two guys that – You know, uh, if I can get him, I do. I took Williams just about everywhere I could last year. I talked about him so much, though, that I had people taking him like early in front of me because they knew I I was going to take him.
0: Yeah. And that gets tough, too. I mean, when you're doing the podcast and you didn't even talk too much about that um, and people start hearing you and seeing the stuff you're saying and they're in leagues with you and they kind of know or they you might even turn people on to him a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I like Daniel Jones, but even just talking to you, I'm kind of like, well, man, maybe I should like Daniel Jones a little bit more. Um, I don't know if I can still take him over Josh Daniels, though. I would add a little to Daniel Jones just to get Josh Allen, but I have so much Josh Allen, it's silly.
1: Well, in three more games, Josh Allen passed for about 50 more yards and four fewer touchdowns than Daniel Jones.
0: And he didn't end the season super strong. Now, Josh Allen, that is.
1: Yeah, uh, where's where's the rushing yards here? Uh, I don't see the rushing yards out here on Pro Football Reference, but he's probably the leading rusher for the team. Well, yeah, pretty close. Terry did good though. That's that's. Yeah, funny. no, you're right. Well, and they and Frank Gore had 900 carries for some odd reason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they tried their best. So I wonder if Frank Gore will play this next year. He says he wants to. Yeah, he wants to play till like his kids in the league or something crazy. Right, I, I think he's really kind of means it.
1: <laughs> right, not so. as easy as baseball, like Ken Griffey or Hal McRae. <laughs>
0: yeah, seriously, uh, dude's a trooper though. He so, is, you know,
1: he's consistent.
0: How far into your Anthony
1: Gordon research are you? I haven't started it. Uh, he honestly, in my rookie quarterback rankings. I have him hid because I haven't really even looked at him. So I, he's outside the top 12 for me right now. Okay. Um, you know, Minshew's success last year uh, kind of covers up for Luke Falk's lack of success in, in <laughs> Mike Leach's system and transitioning to the league. The Falk of Shame. Yeah. So it ends up being when I start to take a look at Gordon, I'll, I'll get an opportunity. I mean, he had what, 689 pass attempts last year? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to need a a year off just to recover that arm.
0: It <laughs> is crazy. See, granted,
1: I think they were all like six yard passes, but still. Um, so
0: not much I, conviction in your voice.
1: No, not not for Gordon. Uh, you know, I like Daniel Jones. I, I I think I would if Prescott or Mayfield would have been there, uh, I certainly uh, would have taken them over Daniel Jones. And I was pretty sure that if I didn't take Jones, I, I didn't have a ton of confidence that he would make it back to me. It ended up being only one more quarterback went after, or two quarterbacks went after I took Jones, and that was Allen and Wentz. Okay. So the op- potentially Jones probably would have been there for me in the third round. Yeah. So I mean,
0: and then seeing Daniel Jones go a little early might have even pushed those guys to take. They might have been like, "Oh no, then I have to take." Like, what's about to happen here? I have to take Wentz or Allen because he just took Daniel Jones. So you were watching for those quarterback runs all the time.
1: Yeah, you know, there were guys like Stafford went as quarterback 20, Matt Ryan, quarterback 22. I actually took Tom Brady as my second quarterback in the sixth round. Uh, I took him as quarterback 29. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I feel pretty good about that. I don't have a third quarterback, and it's a super flex league. So hopefully, when the schedule comes out, Brady and Jones don't have the same bye week.
0: Do you guys draft uh, rookies, rookie we picks, did. or?
1: Yeah, my first rookie pick, I also took uh, in the fifth round, and that was the one oh nine. Okay. Sure. So the potential is there for Herbert to drop, but I doubt it. With these guys, I'm pretty sure Herbert will be gone. So quarterback wise, I'm gonna I'd be looking at uh, uh, what Love, Eason, Hertz yeah. probably. Uh none of none of which I feel really good about. I probably am not going to take any of them in the first round. So my thoughts are at nine, probably five running backs, three quarterbacks, and one wide receiver. Uh maybe somebody goes rugs. If if Dynasty Rich is drafted in front of me, uh he he he's likely to take Henry Ruggs.
0: Uh, you never know though, man. I mean, Daniel Jones last year, you were getting anywhere from that one Oh nine to early second. And yeah, y- you know, if you could, you mentioned him a lot today, if you could get him later, you never know, man, but it it probably isn't going to happen because more people are going to be watching for that guy now. Um, I mean, so
1: potentially I could have like it, Herbert might fall. If somebody falls in love with somebody else, I uh, could have maybe Edwards, Alaire or acres could possibly be there. Wide receivers, probably van Jefferson denzel mims that that's probably the pool of guys I'm looking at at the one o nine
0: yeah, um, so you've mentioned Baker a lot, and um Dennis is a Cleveland Browns fan. I am
1: a them lot. when I moved yeah, I adopted them when I moved to Ohio,
0: so he has kind of like a disclosure a little bit he <laughs> a little bit of an out, um, but always news going on in Cleveland for some reason, no matter what it is. Now we're hearing that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be traded. Now we're hearing he's not going to be traded. It's it's always something. Um, do you like Baker as much if Odell Beckham Jr. goes away? Is he still somebody you'd be willing to take in that area you just mentioned above Daniel Jones, Wentz, Josh Allen, all of those guys?
1: Well, do you like Ezekiel Elliott more or less with Travis Frederick retiring? <laughs> I mean, obviously I like Baker more with Odell Beckham. He's a better wide receiver. So unless they're gonna unless they're trading for a Julio Jones or somebody like that, you know, one of those top level guys. I I, I can't imagine that it's gonna make the team and, and Baker better. You wanna have the best weapons available. And in this draft, what one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, Beckham went as the wide receiver eight. Yeah so i i think it was just complete and utter it, the the whole baker or uh, uh, obj to minnesota was as much bullshit as jay glazer's announcement
0: yeah i i think it i don't think there was much substance to it i, I agree with you there um and, and not to mention you're probably not starting the season with jarvis landry healthy so you want Odell Beckham Jr. there. But then, I mean, even if Odell goes away, and I don't think he's going to, but you still added Austin Hooper, you have Njoku, you have some weapons that Baker can still get that short yardage pretty quick.
1: I mean, Chubb and Hunt. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, running two tight ends with Njoku and, and Hopper, and uh, who's the third wide receiver there now? Is Higgins still Would there? Would be
0: Higgins? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's not like you know, there's a lack of weapons The Cleveland's issue last year was, was a turnstile at left tackle, um, and, and a turnstile at right tackle. So they're, you know, they brought in Jack Conklin, he's going to man the right side and they're likely at 10 to draft a left tackle. Uh, so long as that person pans out and, uh, doesn't flop out of the league, that la- offensive line should be substantially better this year.
0: Yeah. What do you think about the addition of Case Keenum? And I don't mean this in a way. I'm I'm not even trying to say he's going to take Baker's job. But do you think that having that veteran presence will help Baker?
1: Well, do you remember Curtis Painter? Mm, A little bit. Yeah. So uh, uh, Jim Sorgi, Those were the guys that were in Indianapolis when Peyton Manning got hurt. Mm. So I'm perfectly fine with Case Keenum in Cleveland. You, you need to have a, a good second quarterback. Right. If you if you don't and, and something happens, it, then it, it's over. Yep. I mean, when you think back to the Dolphins' undefeated season, they had greasy and moral, and they split time because of injuries. So it, it's, it's not like – no, I don't think anybody with a rational mind is sitting here thinking that Keenum is going to come in and beat out Baker Mayfield. New coaching s- staff or not, I mean – Keenum, from a talent perspective, it isn't even a competition. Yeah, so, right it, it, to me, th- there was there was a whole lot of stuff going on behind the scenes last year with Freddie Kitchens and Baker and Todd Haley. That that team that the team was, uh, I don't think Haley was there last year. Uh, uh, who was it? Munken. Um, there was there was just a whole bunch of of, of shit going on there, and, and for a young quarterback it was the opposite of what a young quarterback needs, which is stability. So hopefully Stefanski and Barry bring stability to the Browns and that should make everything else have to rise up a level.
0: Yeah. So you are buying the Browns.
1: Um, I think that with Baltimore is the, is the cream of the crop in Cincinnati or in, uh, the AFC North, um, Pittsburgh getting Ben back. If he can throw the ball, okay. You, you know, he certainly uh, is probably closer to what Philip Rivers was last year than he is to uh, prime B- Big Ben. Right, I agree. Because even Ben but, sounds worried.
0: Yeah, and or I don't want to say they, he sounds worried. He doesn't sound confident though. Like he he's not quite sure what he has yet.
1: Right, because you know, because at this point he just hasn't turned it loose. Right, and, and he's the, and they're going to play it uber conservative. To, to make sure that if he's if it's not ready that they don't wreck it during wreck the elbow during the off season. right but i mean he's got juju and he's got deontay johnson and uh james
0: washington Eric james Ebron. washington
1: and, and and connor and samuels and snell are a capable backfield if not a, a a superstar backfield so and their offensive line is always good and their defense is great so for pittsburgh they they easily look like they're the second team in the in in the division if Ben is healthy. If if Ben plays like Peyton Manning did his final year when he couldn't get the ball downfield, uh you know then they're going to have to make some adjustments and it could be detrimental to the team.
0: Yeah, cuz we saw if, last year it's not Devlin Hodges or Mason Rudolph.
1: No, it's not. So, you know, it, honestly I, I I I'm not sure I I wouldn't be surprised a bit if if the, the front office there was si- kept looking at each other and going, why did we get rid of Josh Dobbs? Yeah. I mean, Dobbs showed that he was probably better than Hodges or Rudolph.
0: Yep. And and they made that move quick,
1: you know, and then who knows what's going to happen with Cincinnati. They're going to draft burrow. They're getting Jonah Williams back. Uh, if, if Mixon doesn't hold out like he's threatening, which is kind of ridiculous, um, it, it, it should be just fine. So hopefully, uh, the the north can be competitive with Baltimore. And if that's the case, you know, potentially a a a wildcard team could come out of the AFC North. Yeah. And if that happens, that means it's fantasy relevant players typically.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about um I'm gonna totally move it, but how do you feel about the Brandon Cooks landing spot? Like all like jokes aside of the crappy NFL trades that have been made and but now where Brandon Cooks is today compared to last year. And and I want to point out, before I throw it to you about Brandon Cooks, but he's had a 1,000 yards or more every year except for last year and his rookie season.
1: I, I think, so Here here's kind of what I think is happening in, in Houston. O'Brien knows that if he wants to keep the job, he's got to push deep into the playoffs and for a Super Bowl. And oftentimes, if you think about fantasy football, what do we always say? Give me the proven veteran over the rookie draft pick nine out of 10 times. Mm-hmm. And so Bill O'Brien is out there saying, give me some proven veterans over draft picks. I, I, was the relationship between him and DeAndre Hopkins fractured? Maybe, maybe not. I think Hopkins played, played the whole thing well, and Brian, O'Brien has done well by basically keeping his mouth shut for the most part the only thing that's really come out is that Hopkins wanted more money now and Texans the Texans said no and they were they that was the whole point of contention for them i get it so o'brien saying look if we need it if i'm going to make a push for the playoffs this guy isn't going to i can't afford to have a distraction no matter how good he is so he made a shitty trade, but if David Johnson has a good year, it becomes a whole lot less shitty. Yeah. And now, and now he and they brought in Brandon Cooks. None of the receivers on on Houston are going to compare to DeAndre Hopkins. They're just not. And I don't think anybody in Houston has tried to say that Fuller is going to take over for Hopkins' volume or Cooks is going to take over for Hopkins' volume. They they're just going to spread it around more. I don't think uh, Watson is going to pass the ball any less, but I don't know that you're going to have a fantasy wide receiver one come out of the Houston wide receiver corpse this year.
0: Um, so you don't think he's good for a thousand yards?
1: Oh, he, I think he could be very well. I, but yeah,
0: I, I know it's different than saying wide but receiver one, but,
1: but a, a thousand yards versus you know fifteen hundred yards, a hundred catches. And, and, and 10 touchdowns is a lot different than a thousand yards, 70, 70 catches and four touchdowns.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Um yeah, I kind of like him though. I've been trying to buy low. Like yeah,
1: and and people people will sell him low. I honestly I've got a share of him and I was like, how am I gonna get rid of this guy? And he got traded to Houston. And I'm like, well I'm not
0: yeah yeah I'm I'm with you. I think that he's probably gonna be the wide receiver one on the team. Mm-hmm Um, I think that Watson
1: is definitely better than Goff,
0: right? For sure. And, And they needed a wide receiver there. Um, I was kind of surprised they did it. I would, I was kind of excited to see who they drafted with that pick, but even like you said, I mean, you're getting somebody who's unproven and not only that, but you're, you're waiting to see who other teams take in front of you. And maybe there's that huge wide receiver run. Some people are saying like six wide receivers, maybe in the first round, So by the time you get to the second round, there's even more gone. Who knows who you would have gotten that deep. And yeah, Brandon Cooks, I mean, he's not Hopkins. So yeah, it looks bad when you put it all together like that. But I think that it was a decent move. I'm all about trying to buy Brandon Cooks, man. Yesterday I traded away like, um, man, it was like DJ Dallas, Traquan Smith, and... I forget which one of the rookies coming in I traded because I had a few because it was a two tight end um, league in Debbie. So I had grabbed a few last year of the tight ends, and I'm just not that comfortable with those tight ends anyway. And so I traded him. Man, I forget who it was, to be honest with you. I'll have to look. But traded them away and got Brandon Cooks, really needed a wide receiver. Um, Dennis, you're in some leagues with me. You kind of have seen how I draft before. I usually avoid wide receiver to kind of a detrimental state so i was able to get digs on that team this week and added cooks so now i have a couple extra wide receivers but i felt like i kind of gave away like three kind of like weird flyers and got a starter for my team he's probably my wide receiver four still but i'd pay that for brandon cooks all day yeah and hopefully the head injury stuff goes away. I mean that's it's not gonna go away, but hopefully he doesn't get another head injury,
1: yeah, I mean, and that stuff is really while you may be more susceptible once you have one. it's pretty random. It's not like you can uh sort of plan for that it It happens or it doesn't right, so,
0: and I think that that I don't want to say it's part of the problem because I don't want to sound cold hearted, but I think part of the problem is now the n f l does try to plan for that which by all means is good like the safety and protection of the players is very important but i think they do try to plan for it a little bit more so we hear about it more than we would have in like the 80s and even 90s and even early millennium you know so now we hear more about it we see it we we know how bad it can be but, I mean, back in the day, dude, you know that so many players had unreported concussions and probably still even until today. But today we usually know, like, said players had this many concussions. Jordan Reed's had this many concussions. And some right. of them recover differently than others.
1: That, that's definitely true.
0: But, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get some cheap shares of Brandon Cooks.
1: I should probably try to go out and get a couple more just in case. You know who I've been trying to acquire really cheap? Mm. Lamar Miller.
0: Ooh, okay. You, you know, sell, me, I've been, sell me, Dennis.
1: You know, he, he he's like Carlos Hyde last year. I, I think he's going to land somewhere and be a committee back. I could see him landing in Buffalo and taking, you know, Frank Gore's 45, 50, 55% snap share um, just because they're comfortable with the veteran. Uh, And they want to keep Singletary fresh so they can get him in space. It's just he's one of those guys that has produced relatively consistently, you know, in that low RB two to high RB four range. And if I can get him as depth for a mid to late fourth round pick, then why not?
0: Yeah. Have you made it happen, or thrown out any Uh, offers, or
1: I I, I've went out and thrown out offers in almost all my leagues. I've gotten a couple shares
0: for a fourth. Yeah. So, Any counters?
1: Uh, well, in Private dicks, I offered the 310, and they countered with the 304. Um, and I didn't move on it, uh, in part because I don't have many early round picks in that league, and I'm headed for uh, a rebuild. So I'm looking to acquire earlier picks. And, and probably, even though it's only, what, a, a six-pick move, I don't think having Lamar Miller is going to benefit the rebuild. He would just... uh, give me some depth in that league you know we have huge starting lineups and that's what
0: I was going to say too. like private dicks I mean almost deserves a little bit of explanation like it's a 16 team you can start two tight ends Um, very deep you have to start two tight ends yeah yeah sorry you have to start two tight ends very deep IDP like even if you end up having to draft and I say that with like some shade towards IDP but even if you have to draft an IDP player in the third round of the rookie pick like they might show value like kind of quickly like that third round pick in that league could be worth a lot more even being 16 teams because a lot of times like you'll say 16 teams so it gets more and more diluted but with all the starting options in that league like eh, i think it's almost worth a little bit more
1: yeah and and because we do start nine IDPs there, three defensive linemen, three linebacker, and and three defensive backs. So it does put a lot. And it's balanced scoring, so it's not very, uncommon very. for a defensive tackle to have a 20-point week Yep, uh, because they get such a boost. I think it's four points per tackle for a defensive tackle. So three or four tackles, and all of a sudden you're 12 or 16 points. Um, I'm looking through last year's rookie draft to see where the first – Uh, defensive player went in that that draft it was devin white at the 302 followed by devin bush at 304 yeah which and they were probably the two top guys coming out nick bosa went at 314 and williams at 316 brian burns at 402 josh allen 404 i feel like your offer
0: was pretty fair with the 310
1: i do too that's why i didn't go for the 304
0: i'm surprised almost that you didn't get it done
1: Well, you know, Detective Baby Legs drives a hard
0: bargain. (laughs) (laughs) Some people do. Once they know you want something, it's, why does Dennis want Lamar Miller?
1: Yeah, and I'm in three or four leagues with him, so he probably has seen, I don't know if he has the same guy in other leagues. Uh, You know, I just went through and looked and saw who had Lamar Miller and and saw if I had a draft pick that I was comfortable sending for him. So have you
0: gotten in more startups or anything because of quarantine or mocks or...
1: Well, I, I've and I've you're done still working
0: more than me, so you're a little different. But you hear well,
1: me. I, I've made a conscious effort to be very careful about it uh, because last year I had 22 leagues, which That's was a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was it was more than I needed to be in. Um, and I, you know, some leagues are you, you just, it, it, you know, some leagues are prettier than others. Yeah, you, you play with the the same people and and you like the concept. you you like the people in the league and and you develop relationships and and that's how you end up in other leagues with these people. So we, I I was fortunate that we had an empire league reset. So I was going to get a draft fix, redrafting that Mm -hmm. Um, one of the leagues last year was the fantasy football round table listener league. And we did it as a redraft last year. Well, this year we di- we're doing it again, but we've made it a dynasty. Nice. So that that was a another uh, league, uh, another draft to help satisfy that that need. And then uh, you know, being part of dynasty nerds when they came up, out with the dynasty trade calculator, dynasty nerds league. You know, part of what I'm looking for in new leagues is to play up against stronger competition, stronger so when and, you're,
0: and even different, like new yeah, people.
1: And when you're playing against, you know dynasty rich and dynasty matt and garrett price and jared wackerly and izzy Alkafos and nick whalen and jp hurley and yep. a lot of these guys that are very high profile guys in the industry it makes you a better player makes you a better drafter makes you a better trader um and, and honestly some of it's clout chasing so yeah. as i as i work to create a, a higher profile in the industry for myself part of that is positive interactions with people in the industry right so when you have people that are much, that are well established and you can be in leagues with them and you can do do be, good be things
0: competitive against them
1: yeah it, it, it it's good for your self-esteem as a fantasy player
0: no absolutely i think that's a good point i mean the self-esteem part i mean even just how it helps build your confidence and your interaction with those people
1: you know and and, and i know come the fall you know I'm probably going to be in the giving league with Mike Talanco, the third Mike. I'm probably going to do a charity league with George over at Break From the Grind. Um, so there will be these types of leagues that I'll, I'll do, uh, redraft leagues at the end, uh, at the beginning of the season next year. Um, I'm Fantasy Football Roundtable is part of full-time fantasy. And last year was my first foray into higher stakes leagues. I made the playoffs in one league even. Um, so I'll probably do one or two higher stakes leagues with full-time fantasy. Um, and, and, and so I'm con- I've been very cognizant of what it is that I'm taking on. I do have one startup that's going to start the Monday after the draft, next Monday, uh, a week from Monday. Uh, and that is uh, the Battle for the Pants. And it's a 14-team league that is made up of seven couples. So oh, my cool. wife is in that with me.
0: Oh, that's kind of fun. So,
1: it's it's me and my wife and and seven other or six other couples. So, it it's it, it looked it sounded fun, it looked fun. Um Are your and, wife, and,
0: you guys sharing a team or she's got her own no, team? No, no, no. She's oh, got that's her own even team. Better. How fun.
1: Yeah, she played in her first league last year. Um actually, she drafted her team on the drive home from the uh um from Bob Lung's uh, Midwest Fantasy Football Expo. She okay. was up at the Expo with me, helping me run the, the Fantasy Football Roundtable booth so I could go out and mingle and take part in panels and stuff. And she drafted her team in the car on the way home. She nice. she won the league. Uh, she won the regular season. It was four-team playoff in a 14-team league with two-week playoffs. And Marlon Mack let her down.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. He'll do uh,
1: that. It, he she, Mac let her down, and the following week, he won a league for me.
0: You can still be your Mac daddy.
1: Yeah, that's my role.
0: So, Dennis, this has been a lot of fun. One thing I want to touch on a little bit more before we get out of here, and you've mentioned it a couple times. Um, Usually I would have done this at the beginning of the show, but I'm not good at this. But can you kind of take us a little bit into – the The beginning of the fantasy football roundtable um I know that originated from writers on the fantasy life app um kind of how you started where that is today and if if anybody doesn't know about it, let's get them over to that as well
1: well i when I decided i I wanted to become a content producer for the fantasy football industry, I was pretty heavily involved with the fantasy life app, and i had joined my first dynasty league there. I had met people there and I was watching people that were on the app, move into the creation side and the content side of things. Um, you know, the fantasy football funhouse guys had started up falafel. Yep. Uh, David Oliveras had started doing, he was doing stuff with, uh, fantasy sharks and, uh, you, you had started doing podcasts and, and, and I, I just sort of, had watched what was going on, and I saw articles posting uh, the for the Fantasy Life app blog. And so one day, I just messaged Matt Fox, uh, Nighthawk seven seven three four on Twitter, and I was like, "Hey, man, uh, what do you got to do to to write for you guys?" And he, Matt said, "Well, send me something." And I I wrote an article and I sent it to him, and he said, "That looks good." He goes, "What would you like to What would you like to do?" And I said, "Well, I'd like to do a weekly column." and let's release it on Tuesdays. Part of the whole reason I went with a weekly column was for me, I wanted to develop the discipline yeah. to produce a weekly column. So I was writing about a 1500 word column every week and, and putting it out. You know, I had big, big plans. I'm like, well, I'll submit it to you on Friday. You'll have the weekend <laughs> to do it. Man, and I can't tell you of those 52 <laughs> columns I submitted, I think 50 of them were submitted at like midnight Monday. Oh, yeah. So, so, but, you know, Matt shepherded me through all of that. And as I was producing that column every week, it was a column called Down in Dynasty. And it yep, was just about that. It, there was a series on, you know, joining dynasty leagues and getting into dynasty. I did some articles about some of the leagues I was in and startup drafts. Uh, I did positional ranking articles and and things like that, and I just but it was really important to me to do that weekly column to develop that discipline of putting out a weekly column. So I was probably six or seven months into that, and uh, Rich Dotson from Dynasty Nerds DM'd me and asked me if I'd be interested in writing for them, and, and I said sure. Uh, he he actually was like, hey, would you be interested in writing for Dynasty Nerds? And I was like. Yes, as a matter of fact, I would. <laughs> That's exactly who I want to write for. Because when I started playing Dynasty, I, I had asked on the Fantasy Life app about, you know, what are some resources? Because I, I really didn't, I, I tried, was trying to figure out the difference between Redraft and Dynasty. And pe- just about 75% of the people said, hey, go to dynastynerds.com, check out the Dynasty Nerds podcast. So I did. And so I was, I they were one of my primary resources. So when Rich asked me if I wanted to write for them, it was like, Hell yeah. And so during the summer, I I wrote a few articles, but then the season started. I was managing my leagues, um, writing my weekly column, and and I really didn't contribute to Dynasty Nerds throughout that season uh, to the point where Josh, who was the editor at the time, one of the founders was like, hey, are you even still with us? And I'm like, yes, I am, I actually. But I've got a commitment to do this weekly column into January. And once that's done, I'm going to come over to you guys full time. Yeah. Well, as the season started, all the writers, we were, you know, we're all in a chat and we're talking about things and it was suggested that we do maybe do a podcast. And I suggested the name fantasy football Roundtable because the concept was we, there were, you know, 12 or 14 writers. And if we were doing a weekly podcast or a couple times a week that one person wouldn't have to carry all the weight since there was so many of us. Well, I was on the first couple, and then got busy with my kids' stuff, and I really couldn't couldn't commit to anything. And a lot of other people kind of ran into the same types of things. And uh, that's that first year, that first football season. Matt Bruning, Sports Fanatic MB on Twitter, he carried that podcast. He did five days a week by himself, almost every single show for almost five months. Wow. And, and it, yeah, I was like, man, I he he works a job where he's out of work at like two o'clock in the afternoon and he would go home and he would get his kids and take care of their lunches and whatnot. And then he'd record an hour podcast on, you know, his, his regular, whatever his regular weekly show was. And he was killing it. And then January rolled around. I, I, I had moved my content from the fantasy life fat blog to Dynastynerds.com. And I, I approached man and said, Hey, I've got time. You know, how, how do we hop in? And so I, I started we started doing two shows a week during the off season last year, and I, I've been with them ever since.
0: Nice. And it's so fun, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, the only the, the hard part for me is now we have there's four of us that do the show. Now, Commissioner, Mr. Tony Dwyer, Nighthawk, seven, seven, three, four, Matt Fox and Sports Fanatic MB, Matt Bruning. Matt is the host. The rest of us are co-hosts, me and Tony and Matt. Uh, we sort of rotate through on different days and different shows. Uh, and it just, it, Matt has, he's he's the show. The rest of us are just there to provide comic relief and uh, the occasional statistical analysis. Uh, we we have lots of fun. Matt's a fantastic host and he's, he gets the amount of improvement from when he first started till now has just been dramatic. I mean, he always has the show sheet ready, always thinking two or three shows ahead. Uh, he just does a killer job, and while he 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 struggles with pronunciations of people's names sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> his content, uh, his analysis is fantastic. He, he he's you know uh, I still write him about his Ronald Jones take, and he's still holding out hope. So I think I'm going to have to switch over to Hakeem Butler if Ronald Jones has a good year this year. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> well, thanks a lot for coming on, Dennis. This was a ton of fun. Glad we finally made it happen. We will have to do this again uh, with our time. Hopefully, you keep working though, and hopefully, you don't well, have more free time. Is what I'm saying.
1: Well, you know, I don't know. I kind of like free time, but absolutely, I, I get you. If my wife could get a big fat raise, that's I keep telling her, baby, you get a little bit more. I could be, a, I'd be a great house husband. <laughs>
0: Seriously, though, like no dishes for you. Like I'll make sure this is always done. Yeah. A couple
1: of years ago, she was like, you know, if you were a better housekeeper. I'm like, well, you got me there.
0: Yeah. Well, Dennis, tell them again where to find you. Anything else well, you want to push? And
1: I, I am at culture underscore coach on Twitter. Uh, I spend most of my time on there. I do the Fantasy Football Roundtable, uh, co-host with Matt Bruning. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at roundtableff.com. And eventually, hopefully within the next few weeks, I'll get the Fantasy Football Roundtable website going. And then I edit for DynastyNerds.com. All the articles coming out of there pretty much are coming through my desk. So I appreciate you having me on. Go Oh, Bump.
0: man, anytime. Welcome, Matt, is always here. Right on. I am at DFF underscore swag. Follow at Super Flexible Podcast. It's always weird, like, when you tell them who your guest is and to follow your show that they're listening to,
1: right? <laughs> you think they know where it's at?
0: Like they're already here. Tell a friend. Help somebody find the shows that haven't found them yet.
1: Right. You'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends.
0: I'm gonna title this show something to do with Dennis, but I'm I still introduced him like you know he don't think you don't know he's here,
1: <laughs> right?
0: suspensefully we are out of here thanks a ton Dennis right on